Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Hope everyone is all good. Hope everyone is all well. Make sure you hit the like button. Let's get up to a thousand likes nice and early. Love for the support all of last season and all of this transfer window so far. The last pod nearly hit 100k views. So love for the love is growing, it's growing, and it will be back next season as usual. But we are here to discuss. What there is to discuss with the transfer window. Nothing's changed over the last week. So first and foremost, let me just ask the lads, James, Lee, Jordan. How you lot been? James, you've been on holiday. I've been, yeah, I've been off two weeks. I was I was sort of semi back for a half day to record this pod. Um, because I always put you guys first. Um <laughs> but it's been good. I, I had a week of just relaxing and then I had four nights in a tent in Silverstone. I'm actually, if anyone was thinking this is red for Arsenal. I'm actually secretly still wearing my Ferrari hat. Um, not that they did any well, any any good at Silverton. But yeah, good. I, I don't know. Football's been away, so I'm just taking on other sports. Lee, been watching Wimbledon? Tennis, I, no? I, I have. I've been, I'm going to uh, be honest. I've been a little bit disappointed with it this year. Really like a um, yeah. uh, couple of good games yesterday. But, you know, Djokovic ain't got really much competition going forward. So it's you know, um, and and also I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know if anybody else. Feel it. I, I think there ain't no really like uh, characters in it no more. Yeah, there isn't. Uh, yeah. There's always been great characters in in Wimbledon and in tennis in general, like. But I just think like it, it just becomes sort of like robots at the moment. I just really like the women's game's a little bit better, if I'll be honest, than the men's game at the moment. I'm enjoying enjoying that more than the men and. Uh, I, I, well, I've been very disappointed with this season, you know, this year. Uh, so much so that if someone said to me, I've got some tickets for it, I, I, I'd go, but I, I wouldn't be as excited as I've been over in, in the past. And I'd be well, really I'll happily take them. <laughs> of course you would. Yeah, yeah, but I think you would prefer the event more than the actual players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, you'd go, Jordan. Yeah, same, man. I've, been, I've actually been. I think the most exciting sport over the summer has been the cricket, the Ashes, and I'm not even a cricket fan. No, I'm um, exactly with you, yeah. It's been brilliant. <laughs> the Ashes has been really good. Um, but I, I, I'm a tennis man. I love my tennis, but I, I agree. Yeah, tennis hasn't really been much to... I've been watching it because I like tennis, but yeah, it's not been anything particularly special. Um, Women's World Cup starts next week, so we get some football. Under-21s, you know, Smith Rowe bringing home a, a, a title. Yeah. Um, in apparently, 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 he's flown straight to Nuremberg to join up with the squad. Nice, nice. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, so yeah, uh, this, this business was poor. I was a poor. He was due a break, but 
with all of his injuries and fitness concerns, it's probably best for him to to get right back out. The league starts in what three weeks? We're three weeks away from the new season. You know, it's the kind of thing. It's the kind of thing. Had he not gone straight to training, I, I think a lot of us would have not maybe not said it because we all like Smith Rowe. We know he's had injuries, but I think we'd have maybe thought, you know, with the amount of time out, do you think maybe you should be? So I, I'm going to give him a lot of credit if it's true that he has gone straight out there. I really like that because you're right. He's not played much football. He's actually been fit since February um, with maybe yeah. minor little things here and there. So I think if he's gone straight out, credit to him. I think that's great. Right, also, also, watching the games, he hasn't he hasn't lasted, has he? You could see him tired towards the end. So even though he's fit, he's not match fit, is he? Like you know, He, need, he needs to have a good pre-season. He didn't have a pre-season last season. He needs now to get that under his belt. Couple of games now in, you know, certainly getting a, a couple of a, a games in America under his belt, and then really attacking the season because I think that he needs that. I, I'm a big fan of his. I think that he's a good player. And he's, he can give us something different as well, can't he? he? Gives us goals, another option with goals as well, which uh, we're going to need. And um, especially with the games that we've got coming up, we've got a lot of, you know, like with the Champions League and all that. I think he he get more opportunities than what he probably did last season. So. It's a big season for him, a massive season, a big season for him as far as Arsenal's concerned. 100%. A lot of debate about what his position will be um, next season. You know what? There is no update in the transfer window. There is no confirmation of Timber, confirmation of Rice. But we all know it's, it's, it's due to happen. Jordan's not impressed. A lot of Arsenal Are they killing it? Impressed. Are they killing it a bit? We, we, we do take our time with these announcements. Always. It tends to be an Arsenal thing. I mean... I, I mean, he loses sure. excitement for it now. It's mm. more going to be relief than excitement. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm. that's how I feel at the moment. Like, you know, these deals should have been done. And, and you know, like, Timber should have come out on Monday, Declan Rice on Tuesday. And then, you know, that's it. But, you know, once it starts dragging on a little bit, I, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm concerned and all that, but... You start thinking, I'll just get it done. And then when it does come out, it's more of a, oh, well, should have been done weeks ago. And I'm not, and I'm, go on, John. I'm not buying this whole as well. Oh, it's a hundred million pound deal. These deals take time because I remember when the Pogba deal was done to United for 90 million. That was done quite quickly. Bellingham to Real Madrid. That was done in, that was done within a week. So I'm not, I'm not buying the whole, these big deals take time. It's been like nearly two months now. Let's be real. From from the first bid to, to to now, it's been almost two months, and since since City have pulled out, it's been nearly three weeks. It's like, come on! Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know you've got to do your fancy videos for social media. I know he's probably got been he's been on holiday. Had a, he's having a, having a break. I know he's got to do his Muller Muller Rice adverts. So it all kind of the campaign all fits in at the same time. I understand all that, but come on, man! No other team takes this long to get transfers done. Is it well, because he's still on holiday? No, and even if it is Lee, I've seen people on holiday to get deals done. I've seen players that are on holiday. Still yeah, no, it's all done. done. The deal's actually done, isn't it? It's yeah. Just, just like because he's still on holiday, they're not not coming well, back with the PR stuff. Well, I don't know. Well, I've I've been I've been the ultra positive one. Um, so let me have a little moan for once because I I actually. You know, look, I'm I'm super excited about the signings and and well done to the club and I've given them all the credit in these past pods, but. I actually think there's kind of two things to this, which um, it's not just moaning for the sake of, oh, we want it announced. 
actually from a social media perspective, I think Arsenal are, have just taken that a bit too long. Where, you know, look at Liverpool, look how quickly Zabozlai was announced, you mm. know, from making the bid. To, and I know they had a release clause, but that was just to put the money on the, on the table. You know, the announcement comes very quick after. So I don't really know why, again, as Jordan said quite, quite rightly, we take so long. Um, but also... Are they not on the side? They're not on the plane to Nuremberg. Are they not out there for training? No. You know, okay, well, Gabriel Jesus was last year, yeah. so that's uh, look. It's not concerning, but I would rather they were there. That's all. Um, and and, and, and that, it's obviously better for them to be there. And surely the club on them there as well, because the PR opportunities of having Declan Rice, your hundred million pound player on the tour, that benefits the club surely. No? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless they think the US tour is like a, a like a bigger sort of moment. Like it I is. don't know if that makes sense. Uh, I, think I think it's Havertz against Nuremberg. That would be the first little. Here's here's a new player, and then Rice and Timber. The first time we'll get to see them is probably the MLS All Star game. Or the Do you think they trained? Do you think they've trained at all? I I I have a feeling. Who Arsenal or Rice? Uh, no, Timber and Rice. So I, I have a feeling they've been like obviously they've done the medicals. So they'd have met people. I think they'd have had a little run out here and there on, on, on the to. pitch and then basically would be moving their stuff and doing whatever. But I don't know. Chinchang weren't signed, was he? Until we got to America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That one was done out there. I, I think the, the, club, the, the team have gone to Adidas HQ in Germany as well. Yeah. And I don't know, this isn't that important, but from an Adidas point of view, if we've contributed to a hundred million pound signing, I'd like to see him. <laughs> I'd like to see him with the club as well. So, you know, just from that perspective, you know, why is me in Germany? But anyway, whatever. We're moaning again, but I just don't understand why Arsenal takes so long to get these deals done. I just don't understand it. But anyway, I think we're asking fair questions. We're all really happy. You know, well yeah, we look at massive, massive. We've all given them credit, um, but why? Like, it's I'm not worried about it. Just weird, no? I don't know. I think it's a. I think it's this this generation. I think, I think it's partly our, our our fault as Arsenal fans. We we you know I say we because I'm an Arsenal fan, but in in the context I'm talking about, it's not we because I'm not involved in this. But look how much noise there is about these these types of things on Twitter and online, and and mm. best believe once the video comes out, it's going to be shared a million times. And well, that is she, true. People are going to be loving the the, the the visuals and they're going to be loving the rice, rice baby and all of this stuff. And they're going to be rubbing it in opposition fans' faces. So I think Arsenal and United somewhat because of our history, the heritage and the fan base and so on, we tend to play on these things quite a bit more. Like who mentioned it? The, the Pogba one, for example, he came out with Stormzy. Stormzy had had, had a few lyrics about it and, and, and whatnot when the Pogba deal was um, announced. So there's always this bigger thing made about it when it comes to Arsenal United well Turks listen unless Michael Jackson and Prince are going to do a video with, with Declan Rice you know otherwise I'm like, just get on with it just get the video done and let's just move on says, unless Michael Jackson and Prince I'm with I'm with all I want to say and I know probably I'm a little bit old for it is that I, I, I'm not into all that stuff I just want to see him with the shirt holding the shirt that's good enough for me yeah and then, like just... Done, you know what I mean? Like years ago, like you know, when Sol Campbell signed for Arsenal, there wasn't none of this, uh, all this. I know social media weren't out, but like it's just good to see him holding the shirt, and that's it. Like, and then we move on to the next one, that's how I feel about it all. Like, you know, so mentally, you know, all these things, 
Mental Havertz one was decent. You know what I mean? But there's something I'd love about yeah. Arsenal just tweeting. Arsenal have signed Declan Rice. Like if they just tweeted that and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, I, there would be something very hilarious after all this time. And 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 you know, I don't know whether it's to do with the deal or whether it's to do with the announcement or whatever, but it would be quite funny. And 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 I think on that as well, when they do tweet it, James, I mean, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm I'm presuming that there's a lot of analytics that goes into the announcement of these big deals and they may want to, the timing of the, of the, of the announcement, they want to make sure that for three days that trends on Twitter, they want to make sure for three days it's the biggest news in, in, in football, even sport. So they may be holding off to wait for a window where they have a free run at, you know, this is the biggest thing happening in football. Um, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've read on Twitter they're waiting for um, July 41st to announce Declan Rice. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> and, and Timber 12, apparently today, 12th of July. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if the, the next round of information from the Twitter guys and girls are, oh, no. are correct. Um, but listen, they're, they're pretty much done and dusted. So mm. heading into preseason against Nuremberg and then the US tour, they fly out on Sunday. How do these players fit in? A lot of question marks about Havertz. When we was initially linked to Declan Rice in January, the talk very much early on was he's coming in to upgrade on Granite Xhaka and we're going to have a midfield of Partey, Declan Rice and um, Odegaard. Heavy links with Caicedo too around those times. So it looked like Caicedo would be the successor to Partey. But with the news that Jack has gone, Partey could be going or very likely seems to be going. Havertz coming in, no Caicedo and Declan Rice. How do we set up? Is it a simple case of Declan Rice is the six and Havertz in the eight? Or do you think there's more to it? I'm, I'm not sure who to go to first with this one. Jordan? Um, I, I'm this is really interesting to me because there's been so much talk about our setup and it was predicated by the signing of Havertz. And people are like, oh, where's he going to play? There's no obvious. He's not a striker, but he's not a 10. And we've got Odegaard. And I think we need to get used to... I think Arteta is going to basically have a very fluid formation and system. And I don't even just mean within games. I think from game to game. I wouldn't be surprised if on some games you see Jesus with two 10s behind him. Other games you see a 4-3-3. Other games you see Declan, you see a double pivot and you might see Rice and and um, Jorginho with, I don't know, Havertz in front. I, I, I don't think we should be fixating so much on <clears throat> the formation that we've been playing and who fits into those positions. I mentioned on the pod a few weeks ago that I'm, and it's just a prediction, I could be totally wrong. I think that we're going into the Johan Cruyff era where Pep Guardiola and Mikel Arteta and Jurgen Klopp and Ten Hag, they want their players to be able to play in three positions. You, you're going to see Declan Rice play a six and eight. Um, sorry, six and an eight. You'll see Havertz play, I think, an eight, a ten, um, and if needs be, um, a shadow nine. Or what? You're going to see multiple players playing multiple positions. So I don't think it... I'm not sure how much value there is in working out what our formation is going to be because I think it's going to change game to game. I really do. I don't think there'll be a fixed formation and that's why I think he's bringing in people like Timber who can play in two, three positions. Havertz, two, three positions. Declan Rice, two, three positions. Um, so, and, and I, 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 that's what I think. I don't, I don't think 
um, there'll be a formation for Arsenal next year. I think it depends on the team we play will determine the formation and the lineup. Some games you'll see you'll see Havertz and Odegaard. Some games you can't have that. Some games you might not see Havertz or Odegaard. Do, do you know what I mean? So uh, that's kind of my prediction in terms of our setup for next season. And I think it's why he's bought somebody like Kai Havertz. I'm in shock because I'm agreeing with you, but um, <laughs> I think I'm going to use a bit, of, you know. I, I look at it and think, like, yeah, you could be right. I, I, I think that maybe, like, home games and all that, I think maybe Havertz and Udegaard play because I think, we, you know, teams are going to sit back and defend against us. We look at it like that. Then, say, when we go to Manchester City, we play, like, with um, Declan Rice and, say, a party holding and, and trying to hit, hit on the counter-attack. I don't think we did, did that enough last season, if I'll be honest, against the big teams. Really like players a counter-attacking side. We sort of like tried to take the game to everybody. So I think that maybe that's something that they look at. Just different ways of trying to beat teams and all that. But I've got a, I've got a big, big feeling that Declan Rice is going to play the, the box-to-box role. I think that Arteta's yeah. going to say to him, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play you in that role. A little bit more expansive than what it was with West Ham, and I think yeah, I suit him down to the ground. So what? So what you're assuming, Jorginho is the sixth then? Jorginho or, or Party? I don't, one question: I'd, I, I haven't seen Party in any of the Nuremberg clips. I don't mm. know about it. Is he? Is, did he go or not? Does anybody know? Um, or sure is he? Uh, no, I haven't seen him in anything like that. I know that some of them have got a little bit more uh, a break. Yeah. But if you look at it, um, Saka, all the England boys are out there now. Mm. And then a good question. Someone, one of my mates turned around to me and said about Thomas Party this, uh, which was a great point he made. Um, he's coming to the end of his contract. And also, I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but he told me this, that in January, it's the uh, African nations. So we're going to miss him for that, of all of January. It comes back with him nine times out of ten unfit. So maybe they're looking at it now and just thinking, you know, from a... It's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. For me, I think he's a fantastic player. But if they are to, 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 to out um, Thomas Party, they've got to bring in somebody else. Yeah. They've got to bring in somebody else because otherwise it, it, it just doesn't, doesn't work out as far as numbers are concerned. So I am going to say... I'm, as much as I'm pleased with Declan Rice and 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 Havertz and all that, I'm a little bit worried about Thomas Party. What's going on there? I'm a little bit worried about that one. Well, it, it, I think it's a case of you know all, all of this gas, all of this excitement about Declan Rice, the hundred million fee, and and you know us potentially in a new era right now in terms of being able to to stand up to the big boys in the transfer window. I don't want the next few weeks and, and leading up to the season to to kind of undo some of that some of that great work or some of the yeah some of the great work Arsenal have done. And mm. by that I mean don't leave yourself short. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly and that. Depth was the the, the 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 main problem towards the end of last season and, and and having enough options. And I, and I think um, someone someone sorry sorry, sorry 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 <laughs> sorry. <that's, that's> <laughs> <laughs> she ain't happy, Jordan. She ain't happy. She wishes she's a builder. You know, what I, mean? What's going on there? I thought she was there to do your breakfast. <laughs> she actually is. That's the worst thing. Oh, no, <laughs> she ain't happy about it, though. That's the thing. No. <laughs> 
I don't even you know like, what I was. Like last night, I was like, what's going on there? Like, I mean, what's going on? <laughs> and I'd like to know what she's cooking you, a wall? <laughs> <laughs> a wall? Leave me alone. I don't even remember what my point was. That just took me... <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. You, you're right, but you're talking about the, 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 the good work being undone by yeah, the yeah. wrong sales, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll learn a lot about the rest of the, you know, about how this team looks. Obviously, in preseason, that's not a clever thing to say, but um, but in terms of uh, you know the rest of the outgoings and incomings. So if Partey leaves and he signs a Lavia, I think that tells you a lot about where he sees Rice. It's probably more. Actually, I was going to say it's probably more box to box. But then, does that mean Lavia or Georgina is a starting six? I d- I don't know. I have so many questions, and the one that I've seen a lot of. Uh, Videos I've done like analysis and breakdowns on Havertz. And there have been some really good videos pitching why Havertz is an eight. And and don't get me wrong, like I I, I get the idea of well, Rice can sit and Zinchenko can tuck in like he does. And then you got Havertz and Erdogan in front. You got that box four. And it's very Man City. And it's not just very Man City. Actually, Arteta started that trend last season a lot, um, with the way he used Zinchenko. But the thing, the thing with Xhaka in that box-to-box role and Gundogan, because they, they played that for Arsenal City, they both have defensive attributes that allowed them to just drop into midfield alongside whoever the number six was. Yeah. Um, to be a little bit more robust in there, if you had to be, to be a little bit more defensively aware, to drop into like a 4-4-2 defensive shape, if you had to. Do I really see Havertz doing that? I... You know, and people were pulling up his defensive numbers on FB Ref and saying, well, actually, they're pretty good. Sure, but how do you quantify positioning, leadership, you know, dropping into the back four to make it a back five sometimes? The amount of times Xhaka just drops into the defense just to to cover, just to, you know, get blocks in, headers. How do you quantify a lot of that stuff? Um, presence, you know, I, I don't know. Do I... People use the example of Xhaka's sort of block against Newcastle, against Willock, which is brilliant. Now, you know, uh, I know, you know, that was kind of a one moment in a season that was brilliant. But the amount mm. of times um, Xhaka does get himself back into position, do I see Havertz doing that? I'm not sure. So I'm just not convinced. And Arteta has never really compromised too much from actually having his stable defensive players, even though he wants to play more attacking football. He wants his players he can rely on defensively to a degree. Obviously, Zinchenko might be a bit of a anomaly in that. So I, I don't know um, about Havertz in the eight, if I'm honest. Um, and then every time he did try and move Vieira into central midfield with Odegaard and Partey and try and be a bit more expansive, uh, we just looked totally and utterly open. Um, so maybe Havertz will be better at it. Maybe. Um, but I'm just, I'm just not convinced that that is the way he'll approach it. I think maybe... With with Xhaka there, and I guess what you, what you might say is defensive nous and and being able to get back Zinchenko tended to find himself a lot more in the attacking third. I think we'll we'll see Zinchenko more in the middle middle third because we've got a Havertz there. I think we'll have enough attacking midfielders on the pitch, so Havert um Zinchenko might slot in next to Rice, so it might turn out to be a what a three two four one. Defensively, yeah, potentially in in the transition. And defensively as well. No, not 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 setting up initially. I think the setup sure. will be and it will be the usual setup that we do a four three three and and a six. Mm. But I think when we mentioned fluidity earlier, Timber's the same on the other side. A lot's been said about him slotting into midfield, being composed on the ball. So I think now we have 
fullbacks on either side that can potentially in transition in the attacking phase slotting next to Declan Rice. So even in the even defensively, there's less getting caught out because even in a three-two, you've still got enough man back to kind of you know not worry too much and to alleviate the loss in in Jaka, we've got Declan Rice and Timber who both excel in reading the game. Their, their, their interception rate is very high. Their ball winning duels very high. They're, they're both composed on the ball. So it just seems that what Arteta wants to do is dominate all games and not worry too much about the the, the defensive side of things. And by that, I mean, if you if you have players that can read the game well and nip in front of the, the um, opposition players, then you've got the majority of the ball for the majority of the game. Well, the best team I've ever seen in the Premier League were the Man City Centurions for me. And they did it with Fernandinho, who was a box-to-box turn six. Yeah. Um, and De Bruyne and David Silva. Now, um, you know, there would have been questions at the time. Oh, a bit lightweight. Can you play with basically two tens in a midfield three, blah, blah, blah. But essentially, you couldn't get the ball off them. So if, if Arteta's plan is, um, and he was, of course, a coach at City when they had that team. So if the plan is, well, it doesn't matter that we don't have a natural, more natural box-to-box eight in there because, you know, we're never going to give possession away. Fine by me. But but that's, you know, there are so many good sides in the Premier League now. I don't think you're going to go games where you just always have the ball. And there'll be loads of games where you have to concede a bit of possession, be a bit smart um, and and ride some waves at times. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's not kid ourselves. We're shattering the team. We conceded goals. Still yeah. conceded a lot of goals. Still like um, mm. got caught on the counter attack many, many times at home. So maybe like you know we wasn't probably careful enough with the with the ball in the final third. That's why maybe Havertz is being put into that position. I don't know. I, I, but Lee, I sorry to cut you. The worst were Southampton at home where we drew three three and Bournemouth when we won three two when Vieira started those games, yeah. like, I very, I really felt like we were just cut through yeah. so easily. I know Saliba was missing for one as well, but yeah, um... I mean, the, 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 the city game, especially the, the one at the Etihad sticks out as well. Cause they just ran right straight through the middle of the park. Um, but you are he right. Just, in them games, he just yeah. come back from injury, hadn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But mobility wasn't, you know, mm. hasn't been Jack's best trait over the years. And when no, you're coming up against Man City, I think you need everyone to, to be mobile at the very least. Um, we'll find out. I guess a couple of days' time, or I say a couple of days, 24 hours' time, we'll, 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 we'll see what the setup is against Nuremberg. I'm sure Havertz will definitely play a part in that. That, that game would be a mixed match like it was last season. They played last year, I don't know if you remember it. We played all the sort of players that were going to be leaving and whatever, and we was two 0 down at half time. And then we brought on all the players that were going to be playing, and we ended up winning five three. So um, I think it's just everybody gets a half a game sort of thing for for me. I think when you you know a little bit more when we're going out American yeah. tour, like you know, I, I see different things from Nuremberg last year to uh, the American tour. If I'll be honest, um, yeah, yeah. I, I have to say it must be. I don't know how, how old it is for these players that. You know, getting all kitted up and all that. No, and they're not going to be there. I, I think, like, you know, it must be a, a, a tough thing. Did, didn't, because, like, um, uh, Saliba's got the number two now. Did, was, so, last season, uh, Bellerin must have gone on that tour. To yeah, he did. He went. He was in Orlando. I remember he came on against Orlando. 
and Turkish was delighted about it. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, so he was actually on the tour knowing that he weren't going to be there at the yeah. beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. better in. He's, he, he's anywhere they'll take him. He's anywhere they'll take him. And so, like, yeah, what, what the point being then is, so say if parties on the tour of, of America, it doesn't mean to say it's uh, set in stone, it's going to be there then, is it? Yeah, true. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about playing the game as well. You don't want to let opposition clubs know they've left mm. him out. He's definitely moving. If you bring him along and it, it can give clubs who have potential interest that, that doubt that. Maybe they will keep him if we, if we don't, you know, reach a certain fee or give them what they want. So they, they, I think there's a game to play as well, especially when you look at our outgoings recently. We need to, we need to try and get some, some funding um, to be able to recruit one or two more players. I don't think our business is done. I don't think our business should be done right now. I think we should all be excited. I think we should all be happy so far. But I'd still like one or two more before mm. the transfer window ends. Maybe not before the season starts with it being so close, um, three, three and a half weeks away. But one, two more players before the transfer window ends will who, be... Who, who, who Turkish? Or should we discuss who we think should be gone within the next three weeks? Who are the players that yes. we think should or need to go? That's the next stage, yeah. I mean, that's going to move on to who... Jordan, straight back at you. Who do you think... Um, maybe not who do you think should who do you think will be sacrificed in order to recoup some funds and, and go again I, I think I think Arteta likes Eddie and Ketia so I think Balogun will go even with Balogun. the even with the USA number 9 Cronkay's star you know US uh, star boy there, and all of this there, there is that there is that but you've then got Maybe I'm kind of being biased here because I'd like a striker to come in. And I just think if you've got Jesus, Balogun, Nketiah and technically Trossard, we can, can have in the middle. I don't think Havertz will play out front. No, I don't think he will, but I don't he think can. he'll see Havertz out yeah. front, but, he, but he, okay, he can. Mm. I just think that there's a, that's a lot of forwards. Um, I think, and I think Balogun's got value. I think you can get forty million for Balogun. I think that, to your point about trying to bring some money in, there's a player there that I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we should keep Balogun or not. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence whether we should keep him or not. But it just seems that Arteta likes Inketia. Let me so, let me <clears> let me pose a question because it was a. I think I brought this up on a Twitter space yesterday. Um, Three options. There's three options with this striker situation we have now. We all know Jesus is a key part of it. He will start the season. But in terms of Balogun and Eddie, three options, and I want to know you, you know, your opinions. I'll give mine first. The three options are you keep both, you sell one, or you sell both. That's the three options we have. In my opinion, keeping both is at the bottom of that list. It needs to be either you sell one of them and reinvest the funds, or you sell both of them and you bring in a striker. That for me is is the way I'd go about. It. And if it is one of them, you all know who my you know the answer is. Nothing against Eddie. People think I've got a problem with Eddie. I don't have no personal issues with Eddie and Ketcher or any player at Arsenal. I just feel like where we're headed, Eddie isn't good enough. Whereas Balogun might not be good enough, but I'm willing to give more of a chance to because. We haven't given him enough of a chance yet at Arsenal. And when you look at his trajectory in the past 12 months and you look at Eddie's trajectory in the past 12 months, I think, you know, the ball firmly lies in Balogun's court. So for me, it'd be sell Eddie, reinvest. Actually, 
Yeah, sell Eddie, reinvest, or sell both and reinvest. I'm not entertaining keeping both. I, I'll go next. I would sell Balogun. I would yeah. sell Balogun and keep Eddie. Not necessarily because I think that Eddie is significantly better. I just don't know enough about Balogun to kind of think he's worth keeping. I like his talk. I like his chat. He's talking Confident. some big talk. Yeah, he's talking big talk. Um, and I like that. He's very confident. Um, but I think there's 40, 50 million pounds you could get there. I'd reinvest that and put a buyback clause in the, in the deal. Okay, so sell, yeah. sell Balogun, keep Eddie, reinvest Lee? I, I would um, it, say I, I would sell both if you could get someone like Vavich or, uh, or someone like that, of that ilk. Fair enough. I, I, would, I would do that. I would sell both to, to invest in a 90, 100 million pound striker. Then, then you've got two strikers plus right for one position, plus Trossard, yeah. 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 Or even yeah. Martinelli could slip in if things differently like. But, you know, there's the centre-four role's changed dramatically over the years now, and it's only a one, one position there, and it's a one... So you don't want to be having three players, which essentially we've got at the moment, filling in for, for one position. So... Yeah. It, the maths don't work out like you know. Listen, if someone comes in silly, silly money for, like I'm saying like for both, I would expect to get ninety million for both. You might, wow. wait, you might be waiting a long yeah. time. Yeah. Well, no, 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 well, I, I think one Balligan's young. He's got potential and everything like that. You know, he's just banged in a lot of goals there. Might, you know, um, we, we're in a position where we don't have to sell. So if we are to sell, it's going to be like big offers coming in. I think the same for Tierney as well. Um, you know, so there is potentially a lot of money um, in there. And, and and the player we mentioned earlier as well, you know, I don't see where he's going to play. And that's Vieira. I don't see where mm. there is a position for him, especially with um, Smith Rowe as well, coming back to, to the party. I, 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 I'm struggling to see where Vieira is going to fit in. Well, I mean, you, you all mentioned fluidity earlier and rotation and being, you know, having to compete with Manchester City. I guess it depends. With, with Vieira, I was underwhelmed last season. But I think after a season, you know, in, in the league and getting used to Arteta's way of football and all of that, I, I'm expecting not big things from him next season, but I'm definitely expecting better things from him next season. James, the Balogun Eddie stuff. Sell both, keep both, sell one, reinvest. I think I'd sell both. Um, so I want Eddie. Uh, gave him a lot of credit for his performances when he filled in. Um, but I, I just think, and I know he had the injury that set him back, but he was he was left out of the squad before the injury. People seem to forget that he was on the bench, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't just a you know a minor injury, so they they took him out of the team. He ended up bringing him on against Leicester, so he was clearly fit enough to play some football. Um, and then ever since then, Trossard's been his favoured um, player behind Jesus in that role. Has someone's car been broken into? Or no, it's, um, it's uh, Jordan's oven. Oh, is it me again? Oh, bloody! How can you hear that? That's so funny. So his breakfast is ready. <laughs> he said, "How can you hear that?" <laughs> So I can only hear it faintly here. So I'm like, I don't know. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, 
Yeah, sellable. So, so, and I think Eddie's value is probably the highest it's ever been. Um, whether that's twenty to twenty-five million, <laughs> is it going off again? Nah, but when you said highest it's ever been, I just laughed because it's probably twenty, twenty-two million. If I'm honest, right? Yeah. Uh, it got a job last year. I think people give. I'm going to be on it. No, he sure. did. I agree. He did. Nah, I'm man, you lot too soft. Done a job. Four goals. What the hell? Listen, he he left. He left. Uh, when Jesus got injured, I'm going to be really honest. Go back to that day. I was absolutely gutted. Yeah, yeah. When he went, like you know, and. Did we miss Jesus? Yes, we did, but not as not as much as I thought we was. And I think Eddie's got to take a little bit of praise for that. I, I really do. Yeah. On on Balogun, <laughs> I want to be careful. I say this because I think a lot of stuff tends to pick up traction online, and then you start. We've said this. We've had this conversation, haven't we, about believing things because it's been said so much. So you know, one of the things, and I'm trying to separate what I think's been said to what I know's been said. So Balogun has said he won't go on loan. We know that's mm-hmm. true, right? Um, and then I think we've read in reports that he wants to be a starter. Like he wants to know he's got a place in the starting 11, wherever he is. Um, And he's not said that that, he doesn't want that to be Arsenal. But of course, that's a a certain level of requirement that I think is slightly beyond perhaps what he should be able to expect. Certainly at Arsenal. I'd say certainly at most big clubs, to be honest. Mm. I mean... You know, I know Chelsea are in for him, and I know they've got a bit of a striker shortage, but or, or, or problem, I think. I don't really know. But, you know, I, I don't really know that he can sort of demand that. But obviously, we're, we're basing that on what reports have said. Um, so I want to sort of be careful not to sort of pin that to him too much. Um, but then he's not at the Gold Cup, which you mentioned, Lee, I think, just before filming. Uh, and then there were other reports that... I think there are other reports that he does want to try and impress him pre-season or that Arteta wants to see see him because he's been really impressed with him. So I don't really know where that sits. But essentially, if I'm being really brutally honest, and it goes a little bit back to Joe Willock a few years ago, who has done really well at Newcastle, I'll give him credit. But, you know, he, when he had that goal-scoring loan and we were thinking, oh, could he do a job for us? And we had to be quite ruthless yeah, and go, yeah. actually, just take the £25 because <clears throat> his value's there. <clears throat> I sort of feel that way a little bit with Balogun that... You know, and I don't mean to be rude, but you know, Lacazette also scored loads of goals last season, for, and and he wasn't right for us. For, um, for, sorry, James. Sorry, no, 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 no. Please come in for that because I think you're going to add something. I was saying, but yeah, for, forty mil for a player that hasn't played for us is good mm. business. I'm sorry, mm. and yeah, yeah. I, I I get the whole okay. in two years' time he could run the top five strikers in Europe. I mean. I never really kind of get too annoyed about this whole thing of when you see a player that you let go, like Gnabry's example for Arsenal, you, you let go and he ends up ripping it up three years later at a European giant. That can happen. That's different, I think, to Chelsea letting De Bruyne and Salah go because they just didn't believe in youth. They just didn't give squad players a chance. Whereas if we can get 40 mil now for Balogun, that for me is really good business. And I, Lee and James have both said they would sell both to reinvest. I actually wouldn't, I'm not against that at all. No, because, no, am I? Because I, I actually think a striker is the one reason I believe we won't win the title. I, if we can bring in a stri- another striker, I will believe we can win this title. Our squad currently right now, I'm, I'm thinking top three, um, probably top two. But I just think we're a striker away from making me really feel like we can win the title. And if we go on, no, no, sorry, sorry, and I cut you. That was very rude. Sorry, carry on. 
No, no, no. I, was, I was finishing just saying that if we can get 90 mil, 80 mil, 70 mil for those two forwards and we spend it towards another striker, I wouldn't be against that either. I, I mean, what? I was just what? thinking uh, to put positive spin, sorry, Lee, but what, what if what if Balogun, though, is that guy? You know, the yes, goals he scored in France, yeah. which, because we're doing the whole, well, he scored in this league where also Lacazette scored this many goals. And we know how that went and all that. Okay. But let's also take the fact that he went on loan as a young player. And he, and, you know, in his, in his first loan to a top league where he was playing regularly and he banged, he scored so many goals. What if a year on in a, in a flying Arsenal team, he just kicks on and becomes that goal scorer? Then you're not spending any money and you've got a 50, 60, 70 million pound striker in your squad. Just there, that, just, just like that. Exactly that, James. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think you've got to look a little bit, I know it's a little bit different, but look at Saliba. You know what I mean? If I'll be really honest, Saliba had a couple of loans and all that, like, you know, and, and I think probably come back and said the same thing. Well, I want to... Same league. I, I want the same league and I want to play. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and when you look at it, he had Ben White in front of him and and, and Gabriel. You might not think that that was... I, I'm, I'm a big Ben White fan, but what, what uh, Arteta done was he come and said, you know, right, yeah. And, and he impressed him, obviously impressed us in America, didn't he? And he yeah, said, yeah. well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm going to have to play him and I'm going to have to find somewhere else for Ben White to play. And that's what he'd done. That may be the case when he, when he comes in now. But I'm, I'm not in this camp where you turn around and go, oh, well, if he could go and do it somewhere else. We had a player like, going back in the old days, you can talk about... Um, Gnabry, the, the perfect situation was like Andy Cole. Andy Cole was in our academy and uh, we let him go. And, you know, he went on to be Man United, fantastic footballer and whatever, like, you know. But the fact of the matter is that when he was at the club, he had a certain Ian Wright in front of him. And mm-hmm. you weren't going to sort of say, all right, yeah, let's sell William Wright to, to, to uh, enhance Andy Cole. You, sometimes along the line, you have to be ruthless. That's just and football. Mm. It's football. And, some, you know, what What? What we're hoping now, if we let Bellingham go, that he's going to be a failure. I don't. You know what I mean? That's good luck to him. You know, it's some sort of a great, a great story. A great, great story is David Bentley when he was at Arsenal. He was a fantastic player. Mm. You know what I mean? And he, he's our, he, he turned around and said, I was unlucky at Arsenal because when, when I played at Arsenal, I had Patrick, uh, sorry, um, Dennis Burkamp in the in the whole the position that I played, or if I was out wide, Pat, it was Lundberg. either Robert Perez or Lundberg. Mm. Three or four years later, when Theo Walcott came to the club, there was no one. Mm. So you have it is a you know you this is a time for Balogun. If he is to make it Arsenal, you, you have a little window of opportunity. He takes it or he don't. And if he does, if he takes it, fantastic. If he doesn't, you know, let's not lose no sleep. Mm. If he goes and does it, does it somewhere else, it's part of football. My question is, is there a better prospect in Europe for Balogun at this stage? Good question. Where, where does he move that's a better, even if he's number two at Arsenal behind Jesus? Chelsea not have got Champions League football. He's been linked and they're, they're a mess. Yeah, but I'm just, is that a better proposition than, than being number two at Arsenal? No. Depends how you look at it. But you know, a lot of people expect Chelsea to to eventually fix up and be back challenging. Eventually, you know, it's a gamble, it's a risk. I, but... I think I think he'll probably consider being a, a regular starter at Chelsea as a better thing than being a number two uh, at Arsenal. Yeah, 
I mean, look, I know, I know we've all had our fun with Chelsea and all that. Don't get me wrong. I think they've been a bit of a mess since the new ownership, but they got Pochettino in and it's only one year out of the Champions League. You know, it was only the year before they were in it and the year before that they won it. So, you know, I, I don't think Chelsea's stock has completely collapsed. And, you know, he might think, yep, starting week in, week out for a big six club in the Premier League. Todd Bowley might think the the Cronky the, the, the theory, which is, you know, the World Cup's coming and we have you know, the USA starting number nine. I, I, I don't know. Mm, I so yeah. see that. And would Chelsea spend the 50 million? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shy, aren't they? Just going back to your initial question, Turkish, about who other players would go to rattle through, a few, rattle through a few. I think we all agree holding needs to be moved on. Um, I would move on Fabio Vieira. Uh, would you? Then, I just, I, you know, you, James, you know my thoughts on him. I've, I didn't rate him last season. I think he's a, mm. a cute player. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just not having him. And and add to the fact that he's in a position where there's so much competition. For me, it's him or Smith-Rowe. And I thought Smith-Rowe might be moved on, but he's clearly part of Arteta's plans. So for me, he goes ahead of of, of Arteta, uh, Arteta, um, Vieira, um, Onene's contract has come to an end. Is that no, right? he can't start in this midfield behind behind Arteta. That would be <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> You're so bad that I'm going to sign myself. Even on. the managers <laughs> ahead of you. Starting midfield, that would be unbelievable. Onene, I'd move him on. Pepe, I'd move him on. Um, who else is in that midfield? There's at least four players there that I think you can generate 70 mil, 80 mil from. Do you know what I mean? Just in player sales. There's, there's a few players I think we need to kind of... Oh, I've got the squad here. Well, I'll still think Tierney again. I hope not. I like the fact that his name is going under the radar so far. Mm. Obviously, Patino's on that list. Uh, you know, I'm sure you can get 15, 20 out of someone for Patino, maybe with add-ons and expectations and whatnot. I will say, disappoint. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that he doesn't want to fight for his place, but maybe yeah. it's just that he maybe he's been told he's not really ready. So I don't know if Suarez is still there. Yeah, so Cedric Tavares, Tavares. Austin Trusty. Um, then we've still got, let me mention some other players. Elneny Lokonga. Has Lokonga been Lokonga, oh, bloody hell. See, there's a hundred mil minimum. Lokonga's <laughs> injured as well, so he won't be out in Germany. Uh yeah, Pepe, you mentioned Marquinhos. And I've got I've got a divisive one here. I'm not sure. Um I don't know how you're going to feel, but Runnison. <laughs> I've seen his picture. I've seen his face in one of the pictures that come out recently. I couldn't believe it. I, I actually just, feel bad. But just I mean... end the contract, for goodness sake. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Who's going to come and pay what? We don't even, we've got three million for Leno. Just let Runnison go. Please. Give, Is that give all we got for Leno? Surely we've got more. I'm sure. sure it was like three more if they stay up this season. It's another two more if they stay up next season. It's another two more. So. There's a lot of players here now, isn't there? There's, a lot, left. Of, there's a lot of players that, that will, will will make up. Um, I think somebody like Marquinhos, for instance, like, I, I see a player in him. So I think like, another loan spell to a Premier League club this time. They went out on loan to Norwich physically. Bulk him up a little bit, but I see things in him. I thought, yeah, looks looks pretty pretty good, um, and could be like a, a backup to one of the wide players going forward, maybe. Um, but uh, who, Marquinhos? I, sorry, 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't think he's nowhere near ready yet. But I think I'd like to see him go on a, on a on a Premier Premier League loan. See what we, we can get from him, like you know. But apparently, he really didn't do it at Norwich. No, that's mm. no, but like, you know, sometimes a loan can be good for you, can't it? Other times, it. I, I don't think like Patino going out on loan's done him any good. And it, well, I was no, talking really? about. This. I thought he was good. Yeah, but I don't think it's done him any good for for Arsenal. Like sometimes, you know, being away down there, like where, where it does in other positions, you put places and all that, like you know. And when I think about it, like you know, Saka never went out on loan, did he? Yeah. No. Martinelli never went out on loan. I don't know. I, you know, what I mean, I just think, uh, you know, it, it's a difficult one. Sometimes, you know, look, 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 Gnabry went on loan a couple of times. It just didn't work. You know what I mean? Sometimes you've got to be in the right fit. And I, I, I think if you're going to loan out players like Marquinhos and, um, and, and players like that, play them in the Premier League where, where you know, like a, a league below. I, I think, you know, if you smash it, people turn around and go, oh, it's only the championship. If you don't do it, Oh well, it was the championship. I, I I think you know go you got to go really above yourself. So I I want to see him in a Premier League club so before I make up my mind. You know, but don't laugh at me. But I'm I'm interested to see what minutes Austin Trusty gets because I think he legitimately had a good yeah, season. Yeah, good season at Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, he um, did. And look, I'm sorry if if you perform well as a centre back in the championship, I'm going to take a bit of notice of that. Um, you know, I'm not saying it's obviously it's not. I was about to say it's not particularly high level, but it's a gruelling league. Um, ben White done so, it. Right, yeah. So, and he, I think he's got the profile and the stature and the build. He's left-footed, um, which always helps for some reason. So, I, I, I don't know. Um, interesting to see what minutes he gets on tour. You, you mentioned Runnison there, James. Are we all happy and confident as with Turner as our number two? Oh, I thought that was. I thought you were lining up for a bit Couple of a people have questioned. Joke there. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting ready. A couple of people have mentioned it. Chris Hudson, in particular, keeps on saying, "You know, we need an upgrade in in the goalkeeper department." Um, I don't think it's a priority, but yeah, interesting one, he, isn't it? He's a he's a big part of our play, and if we were to lose um, Ramsdale, let's say for four months of the season, are we happy that Turner would be our number one for four months? Are you ever happy with your first choice goalkeeper being out? No, no but we, no, but if you look at, for example, Ortega, yeah, City. If 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 Edison's out for four months, I don't think they're sweating that much with um, Ortega coming in for four months. So uh, you're never going to have two number ones, of course. Yeah, but mm. is the drop off huge that it significantly derails your title challenge? The interesting thing is for him as well because. He's got the World Cup coming up this year. Like, uh, wh- where is he going to play? Got FA Cup and, and League Cup because that changes now. Because last season he was, I, I'm pretty sure he was told, "Oh, you'll play your Europa League games as well." Like, you know, he ain't going to be playing Champions League games next season. That's that's for mm. sure. So I, you know, I don't think I don't think Turner was bad last year at all. I thought I thought he, he was good though, was he? Well, uh... he didn't convince me. He hasn't no. convinced me. He hasn't convinced me. I'm leaning towards it. Out in America playing games out there because he's, you know, getting games under his belt. But he looks you know, good. He looks good. But I'm, I'm with Lee. I'm not totally convinced that if we had a serious injury to Ramsdale, he can maintain our title bid. I think he did well at the World Cup. He's yeah. got a good penalty saving record, apparently. Yeah. So that he might does, be worth does, thinking yeah. about if we ever go to penalties, taking Ramsdale out. 100%. Um, he ain't got yeah. a clue on penalties. 
<laughs> I love him, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, Lee, I know you're not allowed to say anything now because obviously. Friends. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not looked the best on pens, but we love him otherwise. Uh, I think play, like, they're not sticking out for him like the it, the uh, the penalty does favour the striker. The, the, oh, the, look at this uh, guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what? No, can I tell you something that absolutely cracked me up? Obviously, David de Gea has just left Man United, and someone uh, posted a clip of his last game against Fulham where he saved the penalty. Now de Gea, I mean, we think Ramsdale, uh, de Gea appalling on on penalties you know i remember the whole europa league final he didn't save one did he and then he missed missed his one in it yeah i think i think that i think it was something like that (laughs) anyway so someone shared the clip of him saving a mitrovic penalty in his last ever game for man united at old trafford the best bit is he was so gassed about it that he ran and absolutely smacked the ball into the crowd in celebration (laughs) (laughs) they were one nil down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I saw that clip as well the other day. I remember it. Didn't give uh, the game didn't give a shit come the end of that um, that that saga. But they're actually getting a keeper. We was actually quite closely linked with a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Anana. Um, I think when we was linked to him, he was he was undergoing a ban. I think um, or yeah. something along those lines. But yeah, it looks yeah. like Man United are gonna get a keeper right. that can play out the back. Right. That's right, yeah, he was on a, he was on a like, uh, long, lengthy ban. We was going to buy him, weren't we, like, and then when the ban was finished. I remember that. Like, yeah. yeah. Just, just right. You mentioned Man United there, Turkish. Um, just very briefly, before we get to the, the statue, Wenger talk, um, we've lost our physio to um, to United. Um, now, it's not a transfer that should make all the, you know, the headline news, but Gary I just, Russell, yeah. yeah, I just wonder how Strange, we feel. Well, I thought that our, our injury record last season was, I thought it was quite good. Yeah. So I just thought it's a weird one to let your, to let your physio doctor, go. You're not, you're not a physio, you're a doctor. Sorry, doctor. Sorry, you're right. You're right, Lee. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do why we have any... Want, why would you want to leave to go to Man United? I'm not saying like... Um, he won't start every week. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, it's not like... It's a strange one, don't you feel? I'm not being like... Saying like, oh, you're going to go to Man United. Like, you, 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 you know... It's not like a footballer, is it? Unless they're doubling his pay. Oh, is that what it is? I think his family are. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and then, then, then oh, okay. Makes I, get, I get that then. It's a, it's a location thing, which is fair enough, which I, I can understand. Also, mm. um, you know, uh, we lost the coach as well, weren't we? Like, yeah, Steve Rounds. Steve Rounds, which is a strange one. It is what it is. Just, yeah, just that's add, true. Are we not bothered by that, or we just we're we're as long as Airpod Alberts there, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and any other fellas there still there, the old defensive coach he gets up every time, doesn't he? Uh, you know, like the set pieces, but I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, him. That's it. That's it. I think it's good to replenish the staff. Yeah, yeah. maybe that they're three and a bit years now. He's going we to criticize Wenger for not doing that, didn't we? Do you remember? Mm. This is Arteta's fourth full season, you know. Not mm. even, yeah. So, so I've got no problem with him mixing it up. He's got some younger staff there that I'm, I'm, I'm excited about. Uh, he's got, yeah, Jovi you mentioned, Stoivenberg. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think it's a problem. But Steve would, Brown's I, a very experienced coach, so I would have liked Fabregas to have come back in as a co- come in as a coach, but um, 
who nabbed him? The team in Como. Como, yeah, they yeah. nabbed him. Yeah, yeah, it's what yeah. it is. Maybe Kozola is coming back. I'm reading, but um, nothing, nothing verified in that department. Anyway, I'm sure they'll replace. I, I don't care too much. Physio, doctor, <laughs> just sort it out, man. Just bring in someone, man. Just saying, we ain't talking about Mbappe and fucking Harlem here, man. Just there's enough doctors and physios around. Just get one in and, and keep it moving. Um, but Lee, you mentioned Wenger, and I want to end the show on Wenger because there's, you know, I believe it's just rumours or has it been announced that a statue potentially will be unveiled come the start? 3rd of or... August, I believe. I think yeah. Amy Lawrence confirmed it. Yeah, I think it's confirmed. Yeah, it's just, I think it's the 3rd of August, the day after um, the Emirates Cup. Okay, so confirmed. Yeah. Um and I, I, I'll go first. I mean, we're in a very different time now. I feel like Arsenal have have fully turned the corner from what we was. Um, I know people may ask, but we haven't won anything, you know. Yes, that's true. But I mean, in terms of getting back to some sort of well-oiled machine, Arsenal have turned the corner from what we was towards the end of Wenger's reign and um, upon his exit. And I can sit back and remember the good times more fondly and, and not necessarily dwell on the bad times. It's taken a long time for me to, to be in this way and say this because over the years we were dragged back by some of the mistakes that era um, produced. But now we are sitting where we are. We've just competed for the league. We've just broken the transfer record for a British player, spent 200 million in the first few weeks. Forget all of the noise in between. Wenger, legend, deserves a statue. Um, and I think and I think it's the right time. I mean, I don't think there's a wrong time. But in terms of the fallout from the end of his reign, I think it was good to wait a few years. And, and looking at where we're at now, I think, you know, just, just, just do it. Unveil it. Him holding the Invincibles gold trophy. I think that should be the one um, they use. But I just want to get your thoughts on it before we wrap up. For me, I think maybe it's just slightly too early still. I'm with you, Turkish. I've made my piece of it. You know what I mean? I think time's a bit of a healer and all that. Like, you know, special times, special times when he first comes to the club. Towards the end, you know, it was a bit tough. And a few of my mates of very, very more anti Wenger than I was are still saying it's. They're still not forgiving him. Um, so I, I get that. Um, but time is a healer. I, I do think, like, you, I'm, I'm with you now. I, I tend to look at, when I think of Arsene Wenger, I tend to look at the things that we won when three or four years ago I was looking at the bad things mm-hmm. and forgetting about those great times. Yeah. But I, I do feel for myself personally now, Every time I think of Wenger, I actually think of uh, um, the good times. And, and also, it was good to see him back a couple of, was it, whenever it was? West Ham Boxing Day. Yeah, Boxing Day. It was. I, I felt that that was part of the process of where we're going now with this statue. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm, there's always, I think, how can I say, it's like, George Graham is very, very fondly remembered at Arsenal now, but there are a few fans that will never forgive him for going for Spurs. But mm. I've gone over that now, and it's always George Graham and what he done for Arsenal and, and whatever, like you know. I think maybe a little bit further down the line, I would be conv- 
completely about Wenger, but I'm still there's still a little bit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, but you know, um, listen. I, if if you said to me, do I think he deserves a statue? Hundred percent, yes. Yeah, James. Yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I actually think the timing's great um, because you know, I, I, because let's say we waited to win a title and then you unveil it. I don't know. I I feel I feel like could be a long way, James. <laughs> well, there's that. There's that. There's that. But also, um, it's sort of. I think it's not important to what we're doing now. I just think either way, for me. I want to say enough times passed, but like I didn't have this like huge grudge towards him. I just didn't think he was the right man anymore. You know, I still loved him. I still yeah. whatever. I just mm. I just didn't think he was the right man. And I and I came to that a little later than most. Um, you know, a lot of people said he should have left after the FA Cup win against Hull. Um, and I understand that obviously, but but I, I didn't think. I think we just got the money in for Ozil. We signed Sanchez. I understood why suddenly we were spending money and he wanted to hang around a bit more and really kind of see what he could do with that. And that's fine. He then finished third. He then finished second. So there's a little bit of an upward trajectory. Um, But I thought it was that FA Cup final against Chelsea where we beat Antonio Conte's Chelsea team. They were brilliant that year, Chelsea. Um, It made Arsenal the most successful club in FA Cup history. It made Wenger the most successful manager in FA Cup history. And I thought, and we just won out the Champions League. And that was a thing that a lot of people kept saying, but he always gets you in there. I thought that was the moment to say, okay, look, it, the trajectory is downwards, but I leave with this really yeah. impressive legacy. Uh, but then he would have wanted the opportunity to win the Europa League and get us back into it and leave us there. So look, I get it. But um, yeah, absolutely deserves a statue. No doubt he's an Arsenal legend. Um, and for a long time, he really was... There was Arsenal and there was Wenger. And I said when he left, I said, whoever he next goes to, I'll be paying huge attention. Not I'll become a fan of them, but I'll I'll pay huge attention to how they're doing and largely wish that club well. Because being born in 95, I literally only knew Arsenal and Wenger as one. So I was very, I was very sad when I was sad when he left. Even though I knew it was absolutely the right thing, I was sad when he left. Um, and, you know, there has been some work and, and some repairing to do that I don't think him and the people who were involved at the club at the time, um, I think they all contributed to some of that, unfortunately. But time's moved on and he's a legend and he's been an unbelievable manager for us. And it's not, it didn't just, he didn't just stop being an unbelievable manager when the trophies dried up. He continued to be a, a, a fantastic manager for us in the years after. Unfortunately, just when he needed to get it back and the Klops and the Guardiolas and all that, came he just it, it it just moved beyond him slightly and yeah. and I'm also glad he took time coming back to the Emirates I mean Ferguson retired and you saw it you've seen him in the stands of every game since I'm not sure that's done the manager's huge favors <laughs> I think you should be out there mate but uh so I think it's time that well Arson yeah Jordan um yeah just just to wrap I I think I've always been quite fair on Arsene Wenger when he was you know at, at the club and and looking looking to, in terms of when he after he left as well, I've always remembered the good times that Wenger brought us. And me, you, and, and Lee, of an age where you know we remember some of those amazing times where we were the best club in the country, one of the best three teams for a few years in Europe, um, and some of the best players and some of the greatest football we've, we've seen in our lives. But I also 
refuse to kind of just like, just because he's getting a statue now, forget the fact that there were lots of six, sixes and sevens and fives. And that for me was problematic. There were lots of games where he was problematic. I do feel he stayed five seasons too long. I yeah. think he should have left. Um, I think it was the FA Cup final that James is referring to against Hull. I think he should have left then. Um, so I think he stayed way longer than he should have. I, I do think it tarnishes legacy a little bit. Does he deserve a statue? 100%. Um, I always wonder if a statue is better than a stand. Would you rather have a stand named after you? I mean, it doesn't really matter. But You can have a statue um, outside his stand. Why not? Yeah, exactly. You can, you can have both, exactly. statue because you can have pictures of it and all that. And... True, true, true. Um, but in terms of him, I think the grieving process, because I think he was really, really hurt the way that he was. He didn't want to leave. Let's have it right. He did not want to leave. He was sacked. I know they kind of spun it as a whole, yeah. you know, mutual leaving. Uh, he was sacked. He was told, bro, like, we're not sacking you, but if you don't announce you're leaving, we will. And I think he was, I think he was hurt. I think he was hurt. Um, and I think the grieving process has now come and come and gone. And that game where he was at the West Ham match in, in December felt like the right time for him to be reintegrated back into his home. Let's have it right. You know, that was his house. Um, and reception, I think, was was what he deserved. So, yeah, I think the, the statue is deserved. But I, I, I'm not going to let the fact that I do think he deserves a statue cloud the fact that there was a lot of bad that he did. But he always had Arsenal at his heart. And one final thing as well. I, I loved the way he conducted himself. Even when I wanted him at the club and I, and I thought he should have left years before he did, I loved the fact that my manager of my football club always conducted himself with respect, yeah. decorum and to high standards. One of the, Jose Mourinho has won significantly more than Arsene Wenger. But I think there's something, and some fans won't put much emphasis on this, but I think there's something about how your manager conducts himself and how your manager even in dark times, even when there's, there's there's a visceral hatred from the fan base towards him, he always carried himself with respect and, and, and decorum. And for that, that says a lot about the man as opposed to the manager as well. So that was important. Also, Arsenal legend, I'm not sure if he's a football legend, but that's a different discussion for a different day. I think he's a football legend. <clears throat> I don't know why. There's just, he's the professor, isn't he? He's the, I don't know, he, he is... Mr. Arsene Wenger. Like, he's quite loved by other fan bases, you know. He's loved like, by everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he really is. Um, uh, he changed football. Uh, I know, like, they talk about Pep, doesn't now, and probably he's evolved it and all that, but he, he definitely changed football. You know, like, everything about it, you know, it was uh, 12 o'clock mm. finish down the pub or the betting shop, wasn't it, like, back in the day, and he changed all of that, like, you know. And what I what what I think I do admire about him and all that is that every other manager followed suit. <laughs> even even uh, Alex Ferguson used to say, well, "Get down there and talk to players. Ask what he's doing." You know what I mean? Like uh, in internationals and things like that. Players that left, uh, Paul Merson, for instance, when he left and went to Aston Villa, they was asking Aston Villa were asking, "What are you do? What are they doing at Arsenal that we can we can do?" And all things like that. Like you know, so you have to give them. Give him his credit for that. Yeah, maybe that is a discussion for a later day, Jordan, because yeah, I, I, think so. I think he's a football legend too. But we will wrap it up with comments of the day um, because we've passed, we've just passed the hour mark. So hopefully we're on a thousand likes now. If we're not, scroll down, have a check, hit the like button. If we are, scroll down, have a check, hit the like button. Regardless, people, show some love and leave your comments um, and be in with a chance to feature on comments of the day. 
obviously we've discussed the the pace of the 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 announcements regarding rice and timber we've discussed how they might fit in we've discussed some of the potential outgoings and who we'd like to see um leave the club we want to hear from you guys and girls so let, let us know in the comment section and we're at comments of the day i'm gonna kick it off because i've got nice short one here well i had it here there it is cameron morris says i watch transfer daily to hear of players i've never heard of from robbie and i watch this to hear the same from lee shout out to ben Wright. <laughs> pick up cameron <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at least you're bringing it some sort of attention, Lee. Yeah, uh, leaves me nice on my one. I'll just call him Kane because I can't say second name. So uh, I'm only waiting for the day Timber is announced and Lee keeps calling him Julian. <laughs> Along with Kyle Havertz and Ben Rice. I've <laughs> never even know that I actually called him Kyle, but obviously I did instead of Kyle, you know what I mean? So a slip of the old tongue and they're all on me like a rash. Julian <laughs> Timber. Who's next? Who's next? Jordan James. Uh, I, 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 I'll, I'll go next. Uh, first of all, big up H. Who's a, we watch the pod. I said I give him a shout out um, on the pod as well. Um, I got two. Uh, Jordan saying he's not the rude person. He's like a porn star saying she doesn't like sex. This is the man who constantly interrupts and over talks. <laughs> not to mention the fact that he wouldn't say a man's name for a whole season. It's part and parcel of who you are. Well, they are. <laughs> he's not a fan of me. Um, <laughs> And there was one more really good one. You go, go on, James, while I find myself. I've got a few. Uh, sorry, I had to read all these. I actually deleted some, but they're gold. Um, well, this one was just a, a really good spot from uh, Mohammed. He says, can't believe Lee forgot to have his weekly dig at the Tactical Insight show. And that's true. It's been a while, Lee. It's been a while. Um, well, I got put in my a few weeks ago, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. You did. I like this from LR4796 says... Jordan, you haven't repeatedly given your opinion on if you think Rice wants to come to Arsenal or not. Could you please do so on the next podcast? <laughs> um, so I've got this one from Wizard of Oz 5617. Honestly, didn't realise that Jordan was a serious journalist and thought he was just a fan with a negative view. But then I saw him on Talk Sport and realised I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Wanker. Sorry, sorry, Joe. I love him. I thought these, are, but he, he then put only joking. Great podcast, fellas. Um, then uh, uh, Amon Amon says uh, I enjoyed this podcast a lot. Keep getting on Jordan because I don't think he'll even watch the rice unveiling. Wow, on to me today. They are on to me. Today, they, they on to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, this one was good. From um, well, I think it's uh, Rafi Sadiq asks. Can someone put a timestamp when the football talk starts? Thanks. To which um, Baru Pakshawala says, one hour, 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole thing's done. Wow. Oh, there you go. Sorry. I just Is that all your comments, there. James? Yeah. I just had, they were, they were good. They were good. Sorry, Jordan. I thought some of them were very clever. No, they're, they're, they're they are very clever. Some of them are very clever what they put like. I mean, very impressed by the comments. Someone said we'd be on the undercard of the Elon Musk Mark Zuckerberg fight. <laughs> Me and you are. No, no, man, we'd, we'd, we'd be the headline acts, man. Come on, man. We can, get, we can get more numbers than them guys. I'll take that. There you go. Look, people, you see how much the comments of the day mean to us. We all enjoy it. We all look through them all. 
Um, so make sure you leave your comments below this video. Make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and make sure the notification bell is on because there's content coming out thick and fast. Any news, we're here to break it. Any news, we're here to discuss it. Subscribe, notification bell on. Preseason tour is round the corner. Nuremberg away this Thursday. We will be doing a watch along, so make sure you're here. A lot of the regular faces, you'll see them. And this is it. This has been another episode of Forever Arsenal. But Lee, you know what? I don't mind this. Usually it's Jordan interrupting me at the end. But Lee, go ahead. Why not? No, just asking. Our next uh, um, pod then will be uh, in America. Is that correct? Yeah, we'll be in America. So Jordan will have to... I was going to say, yeah. People can have a break from me. Yeah. 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 Oh, Oh, out. Jordan, come join us. Right. I wish, mate. I haven't got that kind of money we'll you guys have to, got. We have to bring in a replacement in for, for that then, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got a couple options out there. We've got Curtis out in America as well. We've got Julian out there. Oh, um, Robbie's out there. So let us know in the comment section who do you yeah, want. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Let us know in the comment section who you want. Yeah. There you go. Robbie, Curtis, Julian. That's the options you have. Let us know. Let us know. And we'll also know who watches the pod till the last possible minute if you are voting. And we appreciate that, people. Love for the love. Hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed. And we'll be back again next week. But we are bringing out content every single day right here. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.